Hello everyone and welcome back to Mentally Obsessed. I'm your host Reese, and today I have a very special guest, Danielle McRae, well known for her role as Hagara from World of Warcraft Cataclysm and Karma for League of Legends. She's also been in many other TV shows and also games. If you're interested in pledging your support to the Mentally Obsessed podcast, you can now do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash mentally obsess. That's mentally obsess. You can pledge your support by either $5 a month, $10 a month or $50 a month. For more information, please don't forget to head over to the Patreon official website, patreon.com forward slash mentally obsessed. Good, good. Thank you very much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. To anyone who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Uh, hello, I'm Danielle McCray. I'm a voice actress for uh, I'm Pain, Will, and Skull Girls. I'm Esha and Neptunia. Uh, I'm uh, Amira and uh, Faith in Monster Prom. I'm Karma and League of Legends, uh, Hagar and World of Warcraft, and a lot of other games and shows. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So what inspired you to become a voice actress? Uh, so what inspired me were, there were two different things. So one, it was cartoons inspired me to want to get into voice acting, but I was like four or five years old back then. So I had no idea about the director, producer, and there's like uh, sometimes one person working in a booth recording or like a whole bunch of people, like five or six people working in the same booth together. Um, so I called it garage recording. I thought everybody was in a garage somewhere. We mm-hmm. all recorded the same day. You had one guy who was in charge of casting, directing, producing, and editing and all of that. And I thought they'd put out like the finished product the next day. And so uh, that got me into that. And I wanted to kind of figure out, like, is it, you know, there can't be one person in charge of the casting and all of that. And um, it can't be recorded in a garage. And it isn't. Um, so I kind of got in, it's like, I wanted to dare myself, like, like it's almost like a Mythbusters thing. It's like, is this a real thing from like mm-hmm. a four or five-year-old brain, girl's brain? No, no, it's not. <laughs> and also I got in uh, to voice actor because of Robin Williams. He's a, he was a big inspiration uh, yeah. with me being a voice actor. Yeah, he's such a good voice actor and actor in general. Mm. Um, it was sad when he, when he passed away. I was actually, at the time... Oh, yeah when he passed away I was playing World of Warcraft actually um and it was it was like really light here in the UK and I checked Twitter and he was trending on Twitter and I was like "Hmm, what's happened and it it, it was it was said that he unfortunately passed away um Mm he committed suicide because of mental health which is really important like you need to make sure your mental health's like um looked after as Mm -hmm. well as everyone else's so it was pretty sad to know that he had done that that uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. was the only way out. Yeah, I was devastated when I found out he passed away. And I think because of that, because I've suffered with mental illness for since for as long as I can remember, I started reaching out to friends and family and just trying to see if they'd listen. Um, yeah. Just trying to open up a bit more um, because I did get into some dark stuff. Like it was 
almost like kind of suicidal. And I'm like, well, I should talk. I should like let people know how I'm really feeling instead of bottling it all up. And that's yeah. helped me a lot. It's like an, like an ongoing process as the day goes by. I just like let people know how you feel instead of kind of bottling it up and just hiding it with a smile. Like that kind of helped me open up a bit more. Yeah. It's, um, it's so the yeah, worst, it isn't sad. it? Oh, yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst bottling in your emotions and things. It's uh, the same's happened happened with me, and it's got that bad. It's gotten that bad that I have tried to commit suicide, and it's been um, so. I've tried to do it so many times that I did it like I did it like two or three times in a row that I was mm. admitted voluntary into a mental hospital um, oh. because it was it got that bad. Um, and I, I had no personally. I kind of knew knew how I felt, but I didn't at the same time. I couldn't understand my emotions, so it was pretty. It was pretty daunting for me. And like the only way out to me was suicide. That's all I thought about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was me as well. Like I thought the only way out was through suicide, and it's. Um, I didn't think about what that would do to the people in my life, my family, my friends, how they'd be sad that I, I'd be gone and I didn't see it as like, well, if I, you know, committed suicide that these people that love and care about me would be very devastated. If I did that, I was just yeah. thinking like, this is my personal way out. And it was almost yeah. like kind of on the outside looking in. So what's it, so we're going to go back on to the questions. What's it like yes. for you to record in a recording booth? Um, so um, sometimes it, it's, it varies. Sometimes I'll record from home. I'll record on Skype. The director, director will be on Skype. And I'll just record from my uh, home studio, which I have like a laptop and I have like an MXL 990 condenser mic. Um, mm. I use Audacity, a little pop filter. Or I'll go into a studio and it's just, it's me by myself in the booth. Or it could be me with a whole bunch of people. If it's like a cartoon uh, mm-hmm. show, I'll record together or most of the time I'll record by myself. And then on the other side of the glass would be the director and the producer and some people let's say if it's japan like a japanese jrpg there'll be mm-hmm. someone from the company that flies in and they'll kind of let you know like where they want this character to like be or who this character is and so what's your favorite character you've ever voiced that's a hard one because i love all the characters that i voice so i usually change it up um mm-hmm. i don't want to always say oh i love all i love all my characters are like kids so i have to probably pick uh Maybe Karma from League of Legends, since she's my very first character, mm-hmm. the very first voice role I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So she has a very soft and special uh, spot in my heart. So yeah, definitely Karma, I'd say, for League mm-hmm. of Legends. So I know you voiced um, the announcer from the Mod Nightmare House too. Yeah. Um, was that was that kind of one of the first projects you ever did? Like that was out in the open, or or was there something else? That was actually, uh, that was probably my very first video game I've ever done um, for Nightmare House. I did the first a, a Metal Gear Solid fan film called Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Philanthropy. And I did a lot of dying soldiers or dying infected people in that movie. But mm-hmm. for Nightmare House, I got approached by the creator of the game. And they were asking me uh, did I, if I wanted to be a part of their game. Like, yeah, sure, I'd love to. And we were recording for Emily and the other character. And the thing that was hard for Emily, I mean, to record for her was it was all a whisper. So I'd have to record in a whisper and different uh, emotions. Yeah. And sometimes they'll take what I would say and like 
put it backwards. So I know the game, they put everything I said, uh, just like regular, like they, they'd make it backward. Yeah. And that, or in yeah. reverse. Yeah. And so someone on YouTube actually took all the, the, the voice lines and they put it in reverse and you hear what she's actually saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's not threatening at all. But like when you hear her and it's reversed, it's like, wow, that sounds really, really creepy. Yeah, that's how I know you anyway. I know you from Nightmare House too because I always used to... I, did, I haven't played the game because I was always too scared to play it, but I was. I watched like PewDiePie play it. How, how amazing is that? Like you've been in that game and PewDiePie's um, played it and millions of people have seen you play, um, see you voice act, actress on this game. How does it's, that make Yeah, that... That freaked me out because when I saw people like PewDiePie play it, I haven't played it either. I've seen some gameplay, people mm-hmm. like doing walkthroughs. And it was just kind of an out-of-body experience, like watching someone uh, play a game that you voiced in. And it's like, wow, they're actually listening to my voice and they're playing this game. It's, 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 it was interesting, mm-hmm. like hearing that at first. Um, how do you deal with rejection from auditions and how do you overcome this? So rejection is a thing, uh, especially at voice acting, that you don't really fully get over. Um, every time I audition for a job, I expect to get rejected from it. And when I hear a message back or I get an email back saying, oh, you got cast in this role, it's like it's like a, a sigh of relief, like a, like a nice reward for all the hard work you, you put in. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I get more no's than I do yeses. And how I deal with that is, People have their own ways of dealing with it. For me, I turn to video games and just kind of tune out the negative. Yeah. So if I don't get a role or I don't get, you know, a callback or something for a job, I try to take it personally because the director and the creators of these projects, they don't reject you because they don't like what you're giving them. It's yeah. Sometimes it's like the flavor of voice you're giving them and may not fit with what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so in a way, it kind of helps me learn, like, what I need to do to get better, or I'll have two or three takes of a line that I'll give them just to add more variety. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, rejection is definitely part of the business, and it took me a good four or five years to realize that. Yeah, it's the same for me, because when I approach a guest, they could either say yes or no, or they could not even reply at all. It was just mm. so much rejection in this business, isn't there? It's... it's you need to learn to obviously like t- take it in the bud, like not not get too like sad about it. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it, it does affect your mental health because you, you think, well, why was I not good enough for this role and things like that. So mm-hmm. it is it does really affect you in in a way. It does. Um, I've and I can safely say that I've had some roles that I've auditioned for where I felt really sad about it about not getting the role, mm-hmm. but it's like. In a way, it's like, it's okay, there's another, when one door closes, another one opens, another door opens. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's never, it's never, it's not always going to be a no, you're going to get a yes. But mm-hmm. just keep in mind, there's going to be a lot more no's. And when you get that yes, it's going to be, it's going to feel really special when you get that yes for a job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, could you give some advice to someone with anxiety and, and how to overcome it whenever you're about to record for a session? So what I do, and it's, I know people deal with, because I still go through anxiety. Um, what I do sometimes if I'm about to go to a session, I'll sometimes turn on a radio or I'll listen to like a song on Spotify. And uh, let's say 
um, it's for like, let's say, a, like a, I mostly get cast as like the tough as nails characters. It, yeah. I'll try to sing a song that I would hear on Spotify as the character's voice. And I'll just try to forget about myself and what's going on in my life for a minute. And it's, it's easier, it's easier than done. You can't really do that pretty easily. Because yeah. you'll think, you know, I got to pay my phone bill. I got to pay my, my rent. I got to, you know, go to the grocery store. But it's like with voice acting, it's like you're kind of playing pretend, but you're getting paid for it. And yeah. uh, you have to kind of delve into someone else's shoes for a good four or five hours or so. So I'll try to pretend I'm someone that I'm not. Let's say it's someone I'm hired for, whether it be a tough girl or let's say a cute animal and I'll pretend that I'm living their life for the duration of how long I need to record as them. And I'll mm -hmm. sing songs in their voice and just kind of keep in character. So when I'm in the session, I will think kind of in their kind of mentality and just kind of forget who I am for a second until I leave the booth and we're done recording. But mm -hmm. that's kind of how I do it. It's very, it's very method, <laughs> it's a very method approach. Yeah, I can tell. Um, so how long does it normally take to record your lines? Um, sometimes it depends on the project. Sometimes it can go from 15 minutes to four hours to sometimes a couple of weeks or a few months. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the project. I think for the most part, for me, uh, it's been about a good four hour sessions or maybe eight hour sessions. And it's, and then it's over from there. So how does someone get into voice acting? Is it an easy process? We have touched on this a bit, but like we want to expand on it a bit more. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Um, so everyone, the thing I love about voice acting and voice actors is that every one of their stories are different, how they got in. Mm -hmm. Like some people will say they've got in through a play they've done in like high school or college. And let's say a casting director from a studio was watching them. They happened to see them and they wanted to kind of sign them on to their uh, company so they can start auditioning. Um, I actually got in through a class. It's like a, a workshop. Um, out here in LA, it's called uh, Bang Zoom. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of anime and video game stuff. And they had some workshops um, out here for a while. And I took a couple of their workshops. And the director and teacher, Tony Oliver, of the class, noticed me and pulled me aside in one of his classes and said, you're really good. I've noticed you change from the first class. They took all three classes with him. The first class, I was just learning how mm -hmm. to get in character and how to fully act. And in the second class, I kind of took what he told me from the first class and kind of implemented it in the second class. And he was telling me in the second class, I think you're ready to work. I'm going to put your name down in this audition pool. And I can't promise you'll work or you'll book anything, but I can tell you that you'll be in the talent list. So you'll be getting the auditions from our, uh, from Bang Zoom. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I got in. That's kind of how, I, but everyone's story is different. Yeah. Um, it's almost like right place, right time kind of thing. Yeah. Also with connections, if you have a friend who's doing it and they know that you really want to do it, they can kind of vouch for you, for you at a studio. It's like, hey, I, I know I can't do this voice, but maybe a friend of mine can do it. It's probably their first time doing this, but maybe you can bring them in and see what they can do. So it's, it's a lot of different ways in how to you know, get into voice acting. There's a lot of room for people to come on in and, and uh, expand the pool and uh, yeah, voice act. If someone knows they're ready to start voice acting, but they don't have a talent agent, how do they look for one? Like, what's your best tips on how to find, like, the best talent agent? So for me, uh, I actually just got a talent agent a couple months ago. I haven't had one for a good five or six years. Mm -hmm. um, so for the most part, I was, like, kind of freelance. I was just looking for work on, like, online. I was 
talking to some of my friends who were like, hey, I know this person who has a studio who is looking for people to uh, audition for new projects and stuff like that, or I'll send cold email submissions to different studios or casting directors. There's a lot of um, talent agency listings online. Mm-hmm. There was one called voicebank.net. I'm not sure if that's still around or not, but they used to have a list of uh, talent agencies from all around uh, the U.S. And I think there were some outside of the U.S. too that you can look into. Mm-hmm. And you can either call them and see if they're accepting new voice talent for their their, their talent roster, or you can send them an email and ask them, "Hey, are you looking for any new voice talent? I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to uh, audition for your your talent." Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm kind of like like going like you know in a weird autopilot thing because I have it on notepads. <laughs> but cold submissions, so it's okay. Cold email submissions. Um, I don't oppose those. Mm-hmm. Um, once you go to a talent agency that you know you really want to, first I would say look into that agency. If an agency is asking you to give them money up front, stay yeah. away. That's a fraud. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I just emailed them and say, hey, um, I'm I'm so and so. I do voice work, or um, I'm looking to do voice work in commercials or animation or video games. If you need any voice actors for your talent pool, I would be happy to. Uh, give you some auditions or you know be possibly represented in your, your talent roster so you're verified on twitter aren't you so uh, do you think that would help help you like a bit more an advantage to other people who are just starting out who are not verified on twitter here's the thing i i i, I believe in equal like kind of fair you yeah. know like treatment and stuff like that but i have yeah it's true i've noticed that with people when they have a check mark to their name it's like i've gotten more job offers because of yeah. that check mark and it's like you want i i also want i also try to help people that don't have that check mark and i know they really want to be a voice actor and do something i'll retweet stuff for from people on twitter or just looking for voice actors like mm-hmm. looking to pay them not an exposure but actually in payment i'll retweet and say hey anyone looking for uh, a voice role that they can audition for, like you can audition for this. And I'll just retweet them just to yeah. get a, a chance to kind of audition for these people and kind of put their foot their foot in the door. But yeah, yeah. it's yeah with a check mark, it does help. It does kind of give you more opportunities, like job opportunities and stuff like that. But I still kind of fight for the little guy out there. I want them to get some work too and get noticed, and I want everybody to succeed together. This. Um... This Twitter verification and Facebook and Instagram is so so big. Everybody wants it. Everybody's always trying. I, I, my, I myself am always trying. Mm. I've submitted verification requests to Instagram 500 times and I've always declined it every oh single goodness. time. <laughs> not not that many times. Oh. It was it was an over-exaggeration. But, but a couple of times and I've all, always declined me. Now with Twitter, it was different because... Because they've closed their um, requesting verification checks now. So mm-hmm. the only way you could get verified is either through an agent, um, a media portal, like a, um, a manager or a media company. So that's the only way you can get verified now. Um, I've always been trying. Um, and hopefully one day they'll, um, they'll open the uh, verification requests because hopefully yeah. fingers crossed i have enough i have enough um like i've got imdb now um i've had rep- reputable guests on including you patty matson mm-hmm. and i've got some more guests coming on as well soon 
So hopefully, fingers crossed, that will help me. Um, you know, I, I think I wouldn't rule out them not bringing back uh, the revocation for people for the public. I think they will bring it back. I think it's a matter of when they're going to yeah. bring it back. Um, but I think they will bring it back. And I will cross my fingers for you that you can get that check mark to your name. Yeah. Did you apply through it or, or did you get a talent charge until someone to do it for you? Um, so I applied for it before they closed out the public uh, forms for the revocation process. I signed uh, or I filled out a form and then I gave them my IMDb page and I really love the IMDb pages. They'll look into it and then like kind of just verify you like within, they verified me like two weeks after I sent them that form. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're verified. Here's some emails from us that, you know, you should look at. But I think I, th- I can see them bringing it back. Yeah, uh, uh, it's been it's been like a year a year now and a couple of months since they closed it and people are like, oh, when is it coming back and and things yeah. like that. See, because yeah, like, I I on. really hope it comes back before like before the end of this year. That'd be really nice if you bring it back, even in the summer. That'd be great. Yeah, I know. See now, because I have an IMDb page, hopefully it help me as well. <laughs> I think that will. I think I think having an IMDb page will definitely help you. Um, so, uh, how uh, I think you, you touched upon uh, up this a bit, but how do you like approach talent agents? Like, do you have to talk to them in like a certain manner, or how how does it work? How do you approach a talent agent? So, I I'm very shy. <laughs> it may sound hard to believe I'm very shy around people. Yeah. Um. So what I do is I try, I'll try to be formal. So I'll I'll talk to a talent agent as if they're my boss because they are they are your boss. Like they yeah. do find you the work, they find you some auditions and stuff like that. So I'll talk to them as formal as, as possible. Um, I'll say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. All that kind of stuff just that formal stuff, just to let them know how serious you are in possibly joining their roster or having an interest. And um, the thing they sniff out, I've noticed is the fear and yeah. the intimidation because they, they are very intimidating. It's, sometimes hard to kind of hold the that kind of feeling of intimidation back with a ca- talent agent but the a lot of times the talent agents are really nice they're really sweet people like the one I'm with right now there's she's a really sweet person so yeah I still talk to them with a lot of respect and I just try to keep it formal and uh, treat them like you know they're my my boss because they they are so I will not do small emojis like I usually do in <laughs> every email. I won't do small emojis. I won't do like little XDs or emojis. Like I'll talk to them as if like, you know, someone I should be looking up to, the someone I should be uh, um, kind of honoring in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, where can people find you on social media? So um, on Twitter, I, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at Danielle MCVO. I'm on Instagram at Danny Vox V O X R A E. So Danny Vox Ray. Um, I also have a Twitch page that I need to stream a lot more of. <laughs> I've been trying to stream and I just keep putting it off. So I want to stream a lot more. It's at Danielle McCray One. Yeah, so Absolutely. you can find me. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, soon I can watch you in stream as well. That'd be really interesting. Um, yeah so okay um i uh i know there's a game coming out in the next couple of weeks i believe i think it's called uh, rage 2 i'm gonna be streaming that on my channel i think it's the 14th of 14th may of i want to definitely yeah i want to definitely stream some of that uh yeah 
this is when this episode's coming out, the 14th of May. This is when this Oh, nice. So, That's awesome. I can go promote your 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 episode on my uh, on my stream. That'd be really nice. That'd be right. I will be yeah. watching because I yes. like, like I said, I've known you for a while, so I'll obviously still be following you to the T, knowing what you've been in, playing the I'm game. I'm gonna follow you. Thank I'll you. follow you on Twitter. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. So that's pretty much it for the interview. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on my podcast. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. And I can't wait to uh, hear your podcast. Thank you for listening to Mentally Obsessed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify or any other platforms that this podcast is available on. Vengeful Heroes. I've been expecting you. Hi, I'm Laura Post, the voice behind Ajara. Tune in on July 30th at 5 p.m. BST, 9 a.m. PST, and 12 p.m. EST.